What's up, everybody, and welcome to the tenth episode, tenth oh episode of the Little Big Cast. We are the official PlayStation podcast of the KT Data Network, and we are pumped to be here with you today. On today's show, Rachel gets I'm fracking frapped out. Pretty, pretty, pretty sick. Pretty tired. I'll be frapping later. Oh. What does that mean? <laughs> I there's a frappy hour. Make I'm gonna sure, go get. I'm make sure get it's frapped. Yeah. Make sure you shut the door when you. Sometimes you say flap. Drew learns a glyph language. I did. I did. I learned it all. And Jeff hates Ron Burgundy. All this and more. Did that sound like Ron Burgundy? Not in no. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. That was good. That was oh, better. Keep that On this tenth episode of the Little Big Cast, welcome everybody. Yay! To the pain. Love it. It's to the pain. Your ears you'll keep and I'll tell you why. <laughs> What's up everybody and welcome to episode 10. Yeah, I can't believe we've gone this far. Episode 10, guys. That's two digits. Of the little big cast. <laughs> big deal. <laughs> right? We've made it about nine episodes longer than I think any of us originally anticipated. <laughs> I can't and we are it. pumped to be here. Um, and we're just going to get it kicked off quickly. I think today might be the day. That we make it through every topic, which is only two, but I'm feeling good about it today. We can do it. We can so, do it. So, Drew, tell me a little bit about what you've been doing, man. So, a uh, pretty easy week for me, being that it was the first week of, uh, uh, well, the week between fall and summer break, and I put oh, off doing my work work until way late, right? So, the actual syllabus I was supposed to write, I didn't write until, you know, midnight the night before I had to have it up on canvas for students. So, that was good to know. It was good. It's yeah. good to know that teachers also procrastinate. Oh, man. I did, I, this one was bad because it was like, I've never taught this class before. I've only got one other person's syllabus to go off of, but I didn't like the way she had done things. Uh-huh. So I took her learning objecti- objectives, kind of like, this is what you have to get out of the class. I looked at them and said, hmm, all right, let's do this and this and this, and that's how we'll figure it out if we learn those things. So it's, it's good. I'm really excited about it. It's uh, mass media and society, so it's like all about how media affects culture. It'll be kind of fun discussion. Very cool. All online. But... While I was procrastinating that, I played a lot of Fez. Uh, I played the Child of Light demo, which I loved. And then I watched Lord of the Rings 1 and 2 with my wife, the extended like, oh, double disc. So does she like Lord of the Rings? She loves it. She's loves not Lord. a fantasy. Person. She doesn't. She doesn't. She, it's like, and it's, this is, whenever I find something that she's hip on, I, uh, I exploit <laughs> that. I, I, try and, I try and embrace the time together enjoying that fantasy. Very so cool. we watched those and just finished uh, the end of the Two Towers last night. Um, Instead of watching once, which we usually do on Monday nights, because so. we're, we're time shifters, <laughs> we don't watch when it comes trilogy out. Is, uh, yeah, one of Claire's all times. Like she, <laughs> she was in a class actually here on campus where the teacher had music playing at the beginning of class as people were just walking in, and she came in and was like, "You're listening to like song twelve from <laughs> the, 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 the soundtracks." And he was like, "How in the crap did you know that?" She's like, "I know every song." <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> It's it's a little weird. Um, some of my friends are big loader fans too, and they just found out they changed the name to the new movie coming out. So really, um, yes, mm-hmm. it's like the army of five, the battle of five armies, or something. Like that. Instead of like the return home or whatever, the yeah, like, the journey home, the, they're back again or something. Yeah, so yeah, so my friends are super pumped on it because it's like so much more epic. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> so, name. Yeah, battle of five armies. 
Yeah. What about you, Rachel? Um, I've been working excessively. I feel like I've been overworked, and I'm so tired of making frappuccinos. Oh my gosh! I just found out that there's a frappuccino happy hour. Or did it just end? Uh -huh. Rachel was it just, just telling me that. Dude, it's still going on. It, it is good. Yeah, three to five. Yeah, not for us. <laughs> I can make like thirty a minute, and my hands, like, I come home and I'm just covered in chocolate and frappuccino Yum. roast. It's awful, and I've worked every single day of it so far. So oh. I'm frapped out. Um, this is still going. I'm, I'm going in. You're frapping yeah, tired, right? I'm Get fra it? We call it frappy hour is what we call it. Uh -huh. But uh, it goes on until Saturday if you're... It sounds like uh, frack. What is it? Frack from Battlestar Galactica? This is fracking <laughs> stupid. You just need to start saying frack. Fracking. This fracking. is frapping stupid. Fracking hour. But uh, I've been doing that, and then I wanted my first hike of the season. It was like an eight-hour hike, so my body's like super numb still. It was two days ago. Is that it? Eight hours? better than Dude, it was rough, yeah. horrible crippling pain. Oh, man. That's, true. That's how I feel. Like, I was coming down. I was like, guys, I can't. I can't make it. <laughs> Shouldn't you kind of, like, ease into that? The great thing is that you're I know. small. I didn't think it was going to be that long. You're kind of compact, so, like, right? you could just piggyback your you way down. You probably going to toss me down the mountain. <laughs> but, uh, yep, I got into Fe I got into Fez for a, little, for a couple of days. And then I saw the amazing Andrew Garfield or the amazing Spider-Man dose. And that was pretty cool. So what did you think? Um, I liked it. I kind of knew it was my friend. My friend who saw it's a big fan of the comic book series, so he kind of told me what was going to happen. And they followed the comic book pretty accurately. That's what I've heard. heard. But so it he was, told you? Yeah. What's up with spoilers, dude? Um, I'm just the spoiler queen. Everyone just thinks I want to know what happened. So it's super awesome. So I wasn't too surprised when something happened happened. But it was really good. And I liked it. I thought it was cool. I would recommend it. I feel like a lot of people spoil stuff for you. Dude, all the time. That's they just lame. All the time. So... You're a magnet for I'm just spoiling. used to it. They just think, and then, yep, that's what happens. That's funny. That's what happens. People think with their mouths. Like, Walking Dead got spoiled out. for me. Wow. Uncharted got spoiled for me. Lots Uncharted got, got spoiled for you? Yeah, Maybe freaking you Trey and Austin people. were talking about it. Like, oh, so-and-so-and-so-and-so, he's in every game. And I'm like, aww. <laughs> <sighs> It's hard not to so, yeah. It happens. It happens. That sucks. Oh, well. Also, Have Jamie Foxx. Have you played Fox, any Uncharted? Um, yeah, a little bit. I, that's kind of why I didn't really get into Fez was because it just, I wouldn't, I you, know. you kept going back to. Dude, I just wanted to shoot guns and like uh, ride okay. a speedboat. And, and watch Nathan Drake run. Right? That's, exa that's exactly <laughs> what I wanted. Plus, I think I'm like halfway through the game, so it's like getting cooler. So, I don't know. It's like I can be this cute little dude with a hat or, or I, I can shoot people. people. Yeah, exactly. That's so. a tough decision to make. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I've, so, you guys both playing through Uncharted has made me want to get back <laughs> and play through Uncharted. Might as well. I, honestly, I might. Um, I The thing that is most memorable is it's probably the smallest thing in the game. But what I love most about Uncharted is that Nathan Drake doesn't come across as a superhero. Like, if you jump across a gap, he's probably going to slam his freaking face into the side <gasps> of the wall right, and right. barely hang on and struggle to get up. Like, uh, when you're running through a corridor, if you get too close to a wall and you hit a wall, instead of him just muscling through it, like, he stumbles on the wall. Hmm. It's, it's like the little things like that that, to me, a make man. a very big difference that that it feels... That's why we like him It so. feels much more real. You know what I mean? Yes. Cool. I don't know. I, I've I can been, play some more. I've thought about it a lot over the last couple of weeks <laughs> as you guys have talked about it. I'm like, man, I really love that game. And Jeff's reminiscing. Jeff, so what have you might... been up to after your oh. reminiscing, man? What have you been doing? What have I been doing? Ah, uh, um, So first of all, 
since school got out, I have played pretty much exclusively um, Child of Light, with the exception of last night. I played a little bit of Battlefield with my um, my cousin Cute. Uh, to test out the new squad oh, beta yeah, that they're yeah. running that we'll get into in the news a little bit. Cool. Um, Child of Light is awesome. It is um, it is beautiful. It is kind of heartwarming. Um, it's the kind of game that I could probably enjoy by myself, but to play with my daughter is also rewarding. I'm looking um, forward to it. Which, I mean, that's a lot of pretty gushy words to describe a video game. Uh-huh. But, I mean, the art style is, it's all done with watercolor. Like, it Ew. looks, yeah, it's truly, it looks beautiful. Um, the story is about this little girl whose mother dies, and this is the first two minutes, so it's not spoiler. Um, mother dies, and her father is just totally devoted to this little girl, and then ends up falling in love with another woman, and they're great together. They get married, and the night of their wedding, their daughter gets the, this little girl gets sick, goes to bed, and dies. Ugh. And she wakes up in this strange kind of dark world surrounded by monsters. And she's this cute little girl with red hair. Her name's Aurora. And as you're making your way kind of through this world, you run into um, a little blue firefly. He's called a firefly. He looks like a little spirit that then kind of becomes your companion and your guide and can help you in battles. Like he'll shine really brightly in front of your enemies. Like you can, with your right thumbstick, you can have him go in front of their faces and shine really brightly. And they like your enemies duck and that slows their um, attack regeneration time. So it slows them down so that you have more time to, to battle them. Um, it's, it is a beautiful game. And to play with my daughter, she's like, Dad, Aurora is looking for her daddy. Like, we need to find her dad. She loves him. And I'm like, <laughs> I kind of melt when I play with her. So uh, that has been seriously just a treat to be able to play with my daughter. Um, outside of that, Battlefield is what it is. I had the worst game probably that I've ever played. So I didn't see any posts from you this yeah, week. Yeah, last, last night was bad. I had oh. a kill-death ratio of, I think, two kills and 23 deaths. Wow. That's like me playing a shooter. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I was like committed to this one. So with Battlefield 4, you have these different sniper? loadouts, right? Like you can choose like sniper or support or assault or whatever. And I got a new gun that I thought looked cool, and I was like, I'm going to learn this gun. Because every gun... Works every setup works a little bit differently, and you have to kind of get used to it. And I'm like, I will freaking learn this. Like, I'm gonna master this gun because it looks cool. And I got my freaking butt kicked. <laughs> so I learned my lesson there. Yikes. Outside of that, what did I do? Oh, I watched Anchorman two, which is the worst movie I've seen in a very long time. <laughs> that is a I worthless. Laughed. Movie. I laughed. Really? Yeah, I enjoyed. I it. had a hard time even laughing. I I mean, it felt like the original. Like, so there was the Anchorman that I love. And then they had like a recut of it. I don't know if you ever saw that one. It was like uh, a different yes. version of it. And it wasn't that great. And then I expected this one to be more like the recut. So I just went in for the, so you for knew the funny. When, yeah, you I just, I was low expectations. But I, I, I enjoyed the way they worked in all of the core moments from the first one. The fight scene and montages and that kind of thing. And I just, I Do you feel like they, they worked it in or they were just like, these picking, are the things picking, that yeah. worked. Let's just yeah. load this entire film with the and things. I, and I that went worked. in expecting that, yeah. But it was fun to me to see where the, each of those things fit. That, so yeah, I, I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed like, it. I was oh, yeah. I don't know. There was some. I think the part that I laughed the most was when uh, I think Ron says something like, 
we need more graphics on the screen. And then it pops up and it looks just like CNN. You're and there's a like, person gra- though, yeah, so like, yeah, graphics were everywhere. I was like, ah, that's so right. That's <laughs> so, funny. Anyway, yeah. I, uh, I didn't hate it. See, I, I, I mean, I, did, I, just I didn't really like it. I really like the shark, I think. The shark. 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 Um, also, oh, hey, just in case thinks. there's anyone out there that has misconceptions about what a communication degree is, I'd like to clear something up for the record. <laughs> I had a high-ranking, I don't know if I can say this without potentially getting in trouble, uh, so I'm reservist, right? You're not allowed to say bad things about the military, and I'm not going to say bad things about that's the good, military. That's good, that's good. I'm going to say something about someone who way freaking outranks me, assuming that a degree in communications means that I'm good with rem- uh, walkie-talkies. That was, that's what he assumed. Close. I was asked, you got I was a degree. asked if I was re-enlisting, and I said, <laughs> I'm not, I don't think so because I have a degree in communications. I'd like to pursue a career there, and you know, doing what I do in the military doesn't really make sense. And he's like, well, we got walkie-talkies and radios. That's funny. He's like, you can take over that section. And I was like, we're on a different level here, yeah, sir. Wow. Like, wow. I, I'm not sure how to respond to you. Um, that's so word of the wise. If... If someone tells you they have a degree in communications, that's not talking about walkie-talkies. No, no, I wouldn't even know what to do. With even though break break that would be maybe cool to have as a supplement to my degree, as like a walkie-talkie license. Note. Like I'm a licensed walkie-talkier. <laughs> There's like a walkie-talkier. Yeah. Wow. Some kind of certification that makes me qualified to. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Uh, I think that wraps up what I've done and what we have all done over our brief one-week break from school, although Rachel is taking the summer off because she's awesome and lucky. Kind of. You'll be um, making a whole lot more frappuccinos all summer oh, long. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> I'm the frappuccino queen. It's like a frap party. I'm coming down to get my frap this today. It's a frap party. In that Farmington life. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on, get into a little bit of Drew's news. Is that cool with you, Let's Drew? do some Drew's news with no cool. blues. Here we go. No pun intended. So, first up on our Drew's news, PlayStation 4 is going to be a Call of Duty uh, lead console for Advanced Warfare. So, PlayStation Bam. 4 will be lead console. Um... I don't not really that surprising just oh, how it's performed. Yeah. You know, next gen's done really well. What do you guys got on that one? That's nice and easy. So all right. This is a big deal. This is a lot bigger deal. You think I it's think. bigger than cause I just I just kinda read it and went, This is yep, a big okay. deal. So this is I think it's a pretty big deal too. This is a huge deal. So Xbox One was the Call of Duty box. Right. I would say so Call of you know, people like to say that Xbox led console the console wars during the last generation, right? Um, I would say that 80% of that is due to Call of Duty being supported specifically and forced okay. foremostly on the Xbox 360 platform. Um, so if you go through and read like the tweets about this, right. the, the reason that this is even coming up right now is that the new Call of Duty Advanced Warfare trailer came out last week. Kevin Spacey is the main actor in it, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Mm-hmm. He was great. Um, but it says, you know, this was put together and filmed on the Xbox One engine, is is what it says at the very end of the trailer. So a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, Xbox One's going to be the lead console. Everyone was, all the Xbox fanboys were super pumped on it. Oh, five and, of them. Um, 
and they were vocal. They were so loud. Industry Insider, <laughs> uh, the the article that you're you're talking about, or this news comes from, says Industry in- Insider Asan Rashid tweeted. Also, I want to say one thing to all the Xbox One fans that to keep telling me COD is an X1 lead platform. It's not. It was a marketing deal. He went on to say that the PlayStation 4 will be lead console and makes sensible points as to why. Here's the parts you should pay attention to. Oh, so quote. Here's the parts you should pay attention to. Developers inside Infinity Ward prefer the PlayStation 4. The majority will use it to play at home. Uh, He continues by saying, put that inside your head. The developers who made the game majority will play the game on a PS4 at home with friends. It's a, it, yeah. Take that. that exactly. Some ice to go with that burn. <laughs> I just hope that the 12-year-olds don't go to the PS network now, because that's what was the bummer about uh, being a 360 year Was everyone being on... So many headset. 10-year-olds playing their stupid music over the stupid yes, headset, yes, thinking yeah. they're super cool. And then you need to ask them where their mom is because it was totally a rated M game. So, <laughs> you yeah, right. I just hope. I don't think it'll change. I mean, I think yes, they'll come. They're gonna come. <laughs> I think unless they st- unless they can't afford their PlayStation. The core, for the core of the PlayStation community, though, honestly, like they don't chat with each other. That's like, true. That's not that's true. It's not. They're not as social. chatty. Yeah. Um, the only time I ever chat with anyone is if I'm playing with. Someone that, that I know. That you know, right. And right. The, the great thing is with uh, the PlayStation 4 specifically is you can set up chat groups outside of the game itself that um, basically nullify the in-game chat. So if you don't want to hear what anybody says in-game and you just want to talk to your buddy while you're jamming, like it, it works fine. I do want to say the last quote, though, from this because uh, I, I think it's pretty it's kind of funny. So it says... He went on to back his comments when challenged by another user that they that this was true for Infinity Ward. It may not be for Sledgehammer games. He says, quote, so cute. If you think PS4 version won't be the definitive console version technically, I have some bad news. Uh, so I think he's made it pretty clear. Um, and I also, I also read a rumor this week that the Xbox One is expected to run the new Call of Duty at 900p. As opposed to as opposed to 1080p, which will be on the PS4, so yeah. it just once again shows the difference in power for PlayStation versus Xbox, and um, yeah, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be that way. And there's that. Yes, uh, let them lead. Um, number two, E3 on its way. This one's no no surprising. We're just kind of waiting for it, so I think that we'll see a little bit more tight lipped um, releases or leaks or anything uh, other than. Hey, this might be coming to E3. We'll hear that for the yeah. next couple of weeks because it's about three weeks out, four weeks out. But we can. Um, there's lots to talk about. You're gonna hear a lot of weird, little, vague yeah. rumors throughout the next couple of weeks as E3 approaches. Like, hey, we're we're bringing this new thing for Bungie. We're bringing X game for whatever. Yep. Like, you're gonna hear a lot of really weird, um, small, subtle hints towards stuff. I saw even um, one of the Naughty Dog artists on his Facebook page, released a picture that kind of looked like an older Ellie. Oh. Um, and was like, what do you guys think? And that's all I said. So we might not get anything, <laughs> but like... We can speculate. That's what we do. Yeah. Just teasing. That's all yeah, they're doing. Yeah, so that, that, that'll keep us going for a couple of weeks with just a little teases and speculation, but we won't probably see any announcements because they're going to save them all. Uh, as num- they should. As they should, right. Number three, what works there works here. Tales of the Borderlands loot will be usable in other areas of the Borderlands series. So this is a story out of uh, Polygon that basically uh, 
oh, I have to click that link. There you go. <laughs> that basically, in the, the Telltale game, just like we were playing Walking Dead, they have the Borderlands one coming out. You can use the things that you get from telling, you know, from following that story in your other Borderlands franchises. So you can get your, your equipment and your gear and other things and take them over into the other world, I guess. So, which, is, which is kind of, un, I don't know, it's like a, more than a cross-platform, it's like a cross-design pla- uh, like style. I mean, totally different engine, yeah. totally different game, totally different, like, I mean, you couldn't get... Other than that they're telling a story that takes place in the same world, you exactly. couldn't get a more different game. Style, just the way it plays, but to be able to take some of those things and they belong with you and they, they go with you. It's, I mean, it's more than just a trophy that you're taking over to another console. This is like something that you will be able to have and use, use in-game. So yeah. that's very cool. Pretty think, cool. Go ahead. I just think it's very cool. Telltale Games is uh, making games that I like, and if they can bring more content to other games that I like, I'd say Cool Beans. Let's go for it. They also mentioned this one's going to be in episodes and you can get your season pass kind of when they're all released. I struggle with those because I hate waiting. So you wait till they're all out. So I wait till they're all out. So The Wolf Among Us, for Mm -hmm. example, I I can't help but to play it as soon as it is there. And especially where I have a wife that's like, when's the next one coming? This is stupid. Why is it taking so long? Um, having her, that's exactly how she sounds too, by the way. <laughs> like her voice is deeper than yours. Now. Yeah. Sweet um, love. I don't know. So like I hate it, but I also can't help it. That's okay. I wish <laughs> I, I can, which is why I haven't done yep, season two of cool. The Walking Dead. So. Yeah, plenty of time. Just waiting. I, uh, I think this is number, number four. Uh, Find me first. This one is the announcement from Battlefield 4 that you will be able to use squad join beta, which Jeff mentioned earlier. The idea that you can hook up with your squad before you get into the game, right? You can set up up to five people, I think. Before you join a multiplayer, you can go in together and move from um, whatever uh, game to game together, right? Battlefield 4. Yeah, Yeah. for Battlefield 4. For Battlefield 4, so... um, I mean, my my complaint with Battlefield 4 from the very beginning was that you couldn't join up with your friends before getting into a game. And so you were kind of jumping in and out of games trying to get into the game with your friend. With your friend, right. So, like, I have a a friend who's in a game. He's six minutes into a 15-minute game. Like, you know, you just spend six minutes racking up XP. You don't want to jump out to try and join somebody else. So everyone's going to try and join him. Well the server might not let you in because it's already full or, you know, for whatever number of reasons, you can't join. If it's a popular server, you're Mm -hmm. not going to be able to get on. And my complaint from day one has been, how are they creating a game that is supposed to be multiplayer that they want you to be playing with your friends, but they're not allowing you to get with your friends? It was super frustrating. And I've complained about this for as long as Rachel and I have been podcasting, um, I mean, since, since Battlefield 4 was out, yeah. It came out. Yeah, it's been super frustrating. So um, this worked perfectly. And what was very, what was really cool about it was that it didn't allow other people to join my squad once I was in-game. So um, basically the way that a squad works is you have groups of five at a time um, that can be linked together within a squad. And then you have different squads which form up your entire team. Right, right. So you have like Alpha through Echo Squad which all combined equal 36 players versus the other team's 36 players. 
Um, and so what they've done is they've made it so that if I'm linked up with only one other person, that is my squad. And if somebody else joins with a two-person squad, instead of it only being alpha through echo, now you have like Foxtrot and Golf uh. and uh, all these other ones. Um, yeah, okay. I went in the right order. Uh, I just I checked my alphabet there for a second. Um <laughs> But I think that's really cool. I don't know. Rachel, thoughts? You don't uh, play Battlefield. No. But it sounds cool. I feel like, I don't know, because I was the 360-er, so like Kayla was my shooter, and nah, we were <laughs> able to do that. So I know. That's what's so stupid. <laughs> it's like games that have been around forever have already been doing this. So how did yeah. Battlefield just skip this kind <laughs> of critical... They, I mean, they mentioned that they wanted to... They, they wanted to have it when they released, but it wasn't. It wasn't ready. It wasn't possible. But they didn't want to delay the release. Did they say they wanted to, or that they should have? No, I think they said they they wanted to, and they had hopes and plans to it. I'm okay. trying to, I mean, that's what I read. That it felt like okay, this this is what was going to be there, but we didn't intended? want to delay it or hold off. Yeah, it was totally intended. So they just decided to wait for to eight get months. it to get it, and then now they're releasing a beta. Is almost like okay, this is still buggy, but we'll get it to you in your hands eventually. Now. But very very cool. Okay, um, what else do we have? Oh, number five. Uh, this is the unknown. The wizard behind the wall from Game News Plaza. New IP unveiling coming at E3 from the guys at Gorilla Games. So lots of speculation, of course, that will continue to happen. Um, can I just mention I hated the way that this article was written? But other than that... Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was just bad. It was just bad. It was just... It was like a 10-year-old wrote it. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Um, but it, it talks about an insider who's been tweeting about Guerrilla Games and talking about 1080p and a new IP, and we're just got to figure out what it is. And so we'll probably see a lot of guessing games happening for the next month until they actually announce it. Um, Guerrilla Games, of course, kills own people. Yeah. <laughs> does, that, does that count? Basically. They're shooters. Expect a shooter, I think, is what it comes down to. Maybe they'll just switch it up, though, and be like, ha <laughs> <laughs> We created We're doing AJ. a JRPG. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't Everything think so. we've ever made was a first-person shooter, but now we're doing a fantasy, <laughs> Final Fantasy VI-inspired oh, JRPG. So have you played any of the Kill Zones? Uh, so I've played... I've tried to play two of them. Um, I picked up Kill Zone Shadowfall when it came out, and it by far was the best Kill Zone of the two that I've played, uh, but it just feels... I think clunky is the best word to describe how I think it feels, but... Their games look beautiful. It looks like good. Killzone Shadowfall is one of the better looking games that I've ever seen. And so if they can figure out the gameplay mechanic, it it just feels clunky to me. Like I, I feel Maybe like I try to new turn IP. and it's turned slow. I feel like it It's um, a first person shooter in mechs because you're they're so slow with their controls that it's expected to yeah, be delayed. There you go. Um yeah. I haven't so, played any of them, so I don't know. It's uh, they're an, they're an interesting company because the games always look awesome, the story is cool. It just feels like my character almost feels too heavy. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Like especially Killzone Two was the um, was the one I played before Shadowfall, and I remember being like, "Oh, this is awesome! Like my weapons powerful, the story's cool. I like the Hellgast. I like that I'm fighting this kind of pseudo Nazi." And then I was like running and I'm like, I feel like I'm walking briskly. I don't feel like I'm running. Everything felt slow, bogged down. I felt heavy and I felt clunky. Um, Yeah. You haven't haven't killed on anything else? No, most people I've talked to are either kill zone people or battlefield people. So that's kind of... Well, three weeks we'll figure out what they've been working on. 
All right, finally, we got a bonus news today. This is our bonus take. Breaking news. And it's, yeah, it's breaking news. Breaking news. This just out. Um, Assassin's Creed animation director is moving to Naughty Dog. So this is from, straight up from IGN's where I'm taking this. The, uh, a lot of staff departures from Naughty Dog. We've talked a lot about how people are just kind of mass accidents or leaving and picking up new things. Uh, now Jonathan Cooper, animation director of Assassin's Creed 3, lead animator for Mass Effect 1 and 2, has now joined Naughty Dog. Somebody insp- just spotted that on his LinkedIn account, and all it says is he's going to be an animator. But the fact that he's you know been around and done that, uh, he's probably going to head up some of that animation. Thoughts on that? Plus, I've always liked Assassin's Creed's animation. Like, even when the first one came out and you get the uh, eagle eye and see throughout the whole yeah. city, it's it's always been cool. beautiful, yeah. So, I just hope that the maps aren't as big. Because <laughs> Assassin's Creed maps are huge, especially yeah. in the first one. It's like, yeah. Yeah, kind of silly big. Um, so, the way that I, I view this is... Um, and well, first of all, we know that they've lost people, right? They got to bring yeah. people back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's good to know that they're bringing someone in who's talented. That's that's big news, right? He's done things that I've played and that I've enjoyed and that I've appreciated. Uh, the fact that he's worked on Mass Effect One and Two, Mass Effect's my favorite game series. So for me, uh, it's a win um, if we can get good people back into Naughty Dog. Hopefully, he can see the vision that they have, and Apply it. we can get. Uncharted Four before 2016. Right, right. That's the hope. <laughs> That's the hope. Um, but more important than that is that it's good. Like I'm fine waiting 2016 if that means I get, uh, you know, a worthy successor to Uncharted Three. Which yes, a lot That's, of this remains to be seen. Yeah. Right. That's all I care about. Yes. Anyway, that That's is all the news. That's the news, people. So here comes the uh, the new releases. So, May 6th, we got some got some stuff. We have Sport Friends from an independent publisher is that and today? developer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, weird, huh? So if, if we post today, that's today. Yeah. Is that the if, plan? Are we going to try and get it out? Are you telling me Probably. that Outlast Whistleblower is out today? Uh-huh. It was yeah. out at midnight. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know some K. All right, he doesn't cool. listen to this, so I can talk smack, but... He uh he copied us, total copied us. He live streamed it at midnight, and I was like, oh, you little this? this kid that I'm sort of kind of like casual dick pic. Yeah, no, it's not. No, okay. it's, uh... <laughs> I just wanted to say it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, name. he played it last night and live streamed it, and I was like, man, you. you... Did did anybody watch it? Uh, I don't think so. We're, we I have let's way more it, followers than he does. Let's so. call KT and get him up here tonight. <laughs> right. So yeah, I could um, do it tonight. I could do it tonight. I get off at seven. I was just gonna. I was just gonna play video games anyway. We're gonna talk afterwards. <laughs> so uh, we have sport. Fr- okay, so May sixth, Sport Friends comes out from an independent devel- developer, and it's just a multiplayer game, two to five. Play with your friends, play hockey. It's kind of sounds like, horrible. Yeah, I it don't sounds know. like a Wii game almost. Yeah, kind of a little bit. So um, we also have Hakuoki, Stories of the Shinsengumi. Mm, I love a- gummy. Axis Games. Um, Ax- Axis spelled with a K and an S-Y-S. Oh, how funny. Clever. It's like, um, yo, you can't access anything. <laughs> we have Stick It to the Man by Zoink, which looked pretty cool. That's right. We talked about that. Isn't that an uh, uh, instant oh, yeah. game? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So you can pick that up as well for free. And then we have Outlast Whistleblower, Red Barrels. That's the DLC for Outlast. 
uh, where you play the reporter who was there at the beginning of the game. Prequel. Mm-hmm. We have Major League Baseball 14, The Show. So we talked about, like, FIFA players, and there's, like, a diehard fan for FIFA players. I wonder if there's, like... I'm pretty sure there's an MLB, like, Weird. core group that Weird. will be playing that. But that's cool. Um, That's all for today, or May 6th. May 9th, we have Bound by Flame by Focus Home Interactive. Um, May 20th, we have Mugen Soul Z, Wolfenstein, The New Order, and a game called Transistor by Supergiant Games. May 21st, we have Drinking Guard 3. That was by Square Enix. Um, May 27th, we have Watch Dogs. And we also have Ace Combat Infinity. That comes out on May 27th. Busy month. I know. I know. June June looks like it's going to be a busy month as well. Yes. So... It'll be, it'll be E3, like, lay down everything that's coming right. out for the rest of the year, and then some, so that will be fun. So that is your... Did your friend play this on the PS4? What? Did your friend... Probably. Friend, but friend. Friend. Did your friend get that? Friend. I can't find it. It was on Twitch. Does that help? No, I can't find... Maybe he... Actual game. Maybe he pansied out. Oh. Did, I didn't get to do my, my indie game jingle. No, what was it? We, we have a release we jingle. Have I, we have, I'll, I'll get to the indie game. I, I, I want to do a new release jingle. <gasps> No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> you were ready. We are, we are ready for the indie, are, the indie game jingle if you, yeah, you want to kick that off. Yep. It's the indie game, the indie game. It's the indie game of the week with Rachel. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> um, Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. Thanks. So. <laughs> if my wife were here, she'd say, you just went through like three or four different keys, and I'd have to agree. Ooh. I don't, I don't jingle. <laughs> Not a jingler. <laughs> Not a j- so our indie game of the week was Fez. F-E-Z. Um, the publisher was Polytron, Polytron Corporation. The designer was Phil Fish, which is a really cool name. Um, the composers were, were, was, was, is, I don't too much tense going on. Rich Vreeland, also a.k.a. Disasterpiece. I'm assuming that's what he calls his music Com- thing? Yeah. Music? Yeah. Star name? Whatever, he yeah. Is. So I like the music. It was very, like... 80s? I think yeah. the whole game yeah. was just very like... It felt very 80s, very yeah. 8-bit. It was pretty cool. Um, the controls are basic. Use the D-pad, move around, then you use your R2 and L2 to rotate views of dimensions. And also, if you fall or if you die, you immediately respond to where... I must have killed goodness. this guy right like now, 150 nice. times every level. I kind of did it just for fun after a while. Like, yeah. is that a black hole? Let's jump in it. Let's jump in it. You know, why not? Yep. Yep. So because you knew that there was no fear of him not coming back. Right. Yep. So that was kind of cool. That was nice. Um, the story is the main character's name is Gomez. He is a two-dimensional character in a three-dimensional world. When Gomez gets a cute little hat, that is when he is able to rotate his two dimensions. The game reboots and resets, so it was kind of like Thomas was alone. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're inside a game, inside of a game. Yep. Which is kind of cool. I kind I of thought s- I, I thought I glitched. Out. I did too. I was like, what? But it looked like such a great like NES glitch, like with the colors and the way that yeah. it fell apart. I thought, okay, if 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 you know if if a PlayStation went down like this, it wasn't. It's not going to look like this. So right. I right. But I I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. So the game reboots and resets, and the game is about adventure and discovery. The goal of the game is to find yellow blocks, and I believe seven of them make a cube. Seven, eight, eight, seven or eight? Eight. Eight, eight. eight of them yeah. make a cube. <laughs> the more cubes you can make and create, the more doors you can open, and the more worlds you can explore. The game is filled with hidden treasure chests, keys, pixelated maps, and pixelated hieroglyphics, so that was kind of cool. There's a full number system, a full uh, alphabet system in there, and you, if you if you find the... the uh, codes or like if you can decipher them there are like dozens of puzzles everywhere you go 
Really? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a f- like. Did you ever figure out the numbers? No. I, I Apparently, didn't. Drew got way deeper. Into I know, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I I I'll tell you about it. I'll let you finish. So your... that's that. The game is filled with hidden Blah 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 blah. There are no really enemies or bosses, and kind of like as I said earlier, the game's just about adventure and puzzling and exploring. So. Yeah, Drew, do you want to go first? I, 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 I can tell you that because I think we, none of us made it all the way through. Nope. It's a, lo- it's a long game. I think you were saying it's like eight hours if you were going to drive like it from to 12. head to end and if you're a completionist, closer to 12. Um, what I found was, uh, and we talked about it yesterday, I, I played about, well, I let my kids play a little bit. So mm. it said I had three and a half hours Cheater. on there, but the chances are that I had probably done two of those hours, and they had like run around one world for an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so they wasted my time. They'd fallen off a bunch of yeah, lives. yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool because for them it was like they could try things over and over again, and it wasn't going to ruin my lives. Um, but with with that, I got to the point where it was like, okay, I'm just going to play a little bit more so I can say I played it and, and feel good about it. I enjoyed these aspects of it, but I felt uh, like it was stuck in a rut. And so I, at that like three hour mark, I just felt like, okay, I'm, I'm slowly gathering these bits, but I feel lost. Mm-hmm. Every door goes to everything else, and I have no idea where things are going. And I just felt like I'd climb up someplace and be like, I'm going to go in that door. Oh, but there's four other doors I want to try. Yep. But when you get in that door, you go to another one, and you just end up like spidering out. And I just felt like so disconnected. Never really knowing where you were, yeah. where you should be. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I, I, and it kept saying, because when you get, like, enough cubes, it'll be like, oh, we have four cubes. You should go back to the yeah. whatever. And I didn't know how to go. I was just like, yeah, how? smart thinking, buddy, but I have no clue where that is. Right. right. But I'll tell you what changed it for me after you guys tell me your your initial thoughts, and I'll tell you what changed it. Um. So I liked it. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was creative. I thought it was fun. And I, my favorite part was that whenever you open a treasure chest, it was the same noise from Zelda. I and it that. would do that same spin. I, I thought that was really that. cool. Right, yeah. And he um, gets the dumb grin on his face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wish you all could have seen that face. It was bad. But, uh, I kind of struggled with it. I just, after like the first hour, I want to say, I was just I was just bored. And then it wasn't linear enough for me. So exactly what you said, except I didn't like it. And the map was just blocks. So it would just be a square and then like five other little squares. And I'm like, that is not readable at all. So, like, I would just, I would just, because you say that you would spider out, I would keep going back and visiting every single door, and I just got sick of it way too fast. Um, so, you, you were trying to scour I was, everything. I was trying to scour and everything. some of them didn't have anything. Yeah, and then you, and it felt awkward when nothing was in there. I would, like, rotate it at least five times to make sure there was nothing there. <laughs> maybe this time, maybe this time. Yeah. So, it was, it was kind of tough. Um, I feel like it's a game that I would play the course of, like, my summer or the course of the year, noting, knowing me. Definitely not one you can just sit down. Because I thought I was going to sit down and knock it out last right. night, like, from 8 to 3 in the morning. But uh, you just went. I, I, I hit 9.30 and I was like, I'm really tired of these little yellow blocks. Yeah. I'm really tired of this. Understandable. So yeah. And I, I kind of felt the same way. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. And I spent about three and a half hours, maybe four hours in it. Um, and I think the game should have been three hours long. I think if the game had been three hours long, had chopped away some it of the, was. some of the weird, <laughs> some of the weird, you know, like you mentioned, areas that take you nowhere. Um, if it had been a little more linear, or not even necessarily linear, but like you had a clearly defined path oh, where you could go, go down. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm fine with having offshoot paths. But let me know which path is the way I should be going. Right. You know, somehow make one path, 
the clear path and then have branches like, from that. No, that, that go you've got to come back to it. But yeah. I think um, this game should have been beatable in three hours. It didn't offer a deep enough story for me to to push through like an eight-hour game. Um, and uh, it's cute. It's fun. My kid liked it. My wife thought it was great. And honestly, it's really interesting. Like it yeah. really is an interestingly put together game mm-hmm. uh, to switch dimensions the way that you do. And like, you know, two ladders don't line up. There's always maybe something if I find. switch the, the dimensions, the ladders line up and now I can climb higher. But when I switch it back, I might be on the totally opposite right. side of the map. Like that is such a cool idea. Like I, they did, did a really good job. Whoever, Phil Fish um, honestly deserves a lot of credit for like the way that the game plays, the way it looks, the the way that these levels move together. Uh, I think is awesome. The problem is it was too long for me. It was too disconnected and disjointed um, as far as how to get from A to Z. Um, there are way too many offshoots for me. Which but, is which is kind of cool because, I mean, people like that. People like to explore and just, like, never end, but I'm just not. Well, and I, and I, I was not. at the same point. My friends, I have been where you were. <laughs> I was there. At three and a half hours, I felt like, okay, same, same, same. And then I found my first anti-cube. So not only are you finding the little bits that make the big cubes, and every once in a while you find a big cube at the top of like a big stack or something, but I found my first anti-cube. And it well, what's was... What's an anti-cube? Because I don't know what that yeah. is. I don't know that it changes anything. It, it counts as cubes, but it's pro- It's like you don't have to have them for the story, I don't think. But it, um, they're blue. <clears throat> they're okay. blue. But to find them, they, they aren't, you're not collecting bits. To find them, you have to solve puzzles or riddles or something. And I think that, for me, is where I went, okay, three hours, that was fun here's the real game. Because really? I felt like there was so much, like you were saying, intrigue and, and excitement and design in there that it's like far more deeper than you probably even found. So <clears throat> there's a full number system. There's a full um, uh, alphabet that I didn't, I didn't quite understand the alphabet. I got to the point where I understood the numbers and I could tell what, you know, huh. what shape stand, stood for what number. Um, and I didn't quite figure out the alphabet. Um, but those things were hidden throughout and the, like the one I went into a room I could see that there was nowhere else to go and what changed for me was um, you know you rotate the room four times and it has uh, a couple of blocks and all of a sudden I could move blocks because to this point you're jumping from shelf to shelf yeah. and you're climbing and going indoors out of doors so when I found a block and I could move it and pick it up and throw it and step on it and put them into a certain position as soon as I assembled the blocks this blue cube shows up and I grab it and I was like wow Okay, now I've got something that that is intriguing to me. So I went and looked at uh, for other types of things. That's also the point in time where I remembered the map, that spider map. Because up to that point, I just was like, I'm lost. I have no idea where to go, how to get back. <laughs> and I hadn't been looking at the map at all. Because yeah. I think the first time I looked at it, it was like, this is everywhere. When I finally found it again at that three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour mark, I saw that the um, you know each block of that map has a little legend by it and it'll tell you if there's a little warp gate or if there's more bits to find or if there's oh, an, really? if there's something else in there and so I then not entirely completionist but I went through some of the ones that I was on and every time I was in a level I'd hit the map look at it and if it was gold I knew that I'd you know done everything I needed to there but if it wasn't gold I'd say okay well let's flip it around a couple of times and find out where that cube is and I started feeling like not only was I progressing because things were like 
you know, I was finishing off rooms, but I could step in a room and when I come back out and it was totally gold, I'd be like, okay, got it. I didn't need to flip cool. around five times. I was like, all right, I got what is supposed to be there. Huh. Uh, and, and I did that for quite a while and ended up playing until one o'clock again. So I did another two hours or three hours on Damn. it just because it felt like there was more puzzle to it. And I, it's part of that, I don't know what it is, but there's just part of that puzzling side of thing where I could walk into a room and have no idea what to do. And I, I have to admit, there were a few times when I when I went to a walkthrough and I was like, what am I supposed to do here? Yeah. And it would talk about, well, you're supposed to drain the water. And then I'd be like, okay, well, when I drain the water, I'll come back here. But I didn't, I didn't go looking for like, okay, how to drain water. But I felt like I could navigate with the map. I felt like I could go where I wanted to go. And I just, I, I don't know, I, I think for me, it will, it'll be something I'll continue over through the summer. Cool. Let the kids play. Um, and I, I think what I love about it is that there's, there's layers to it. It's like an onion. <gasps> or a or cake. A Shrek. Yes. <laughs> or a Shrek. It's like a Shrek. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the gameplay. I enjoyed the cuteness of the character. Uh, I feel bad that I killed Gomez as many times as I did. <laughs> but it was okay. But it was okay. He always came back. Um, but right at that level where it felt like, okay, this should have been done, I found another level of a layer of... of um, Fun stuff. Yeah, just kind of in, intrigue. Cool. And so I, um, it kept me going. And I'm happy to happy to keep going. And, and I'm kind of happy that there's this thicker, broader, another four hours left for me. And I think I'll probably... Go find an anti-cube. It turns you I, I feel like it'll be a game that I, I kind of jump in and out of. That's how um, I feel If as I've well. got 10 minutes to kill, it's yeah. a game that I can kill 10 minutes with without feeling like I'm not a comp. Like, right. You, there are games where it's like, if you don't commit to at least 30 minutes, uh, you're not going anywhere. This is a game where in 10 minutes I could be on another level. Yeah. So yep. I think that'll be my go-to 10-minute break uh, for the next little bit. So for me, I would de- I'd definitely say pick up Fez if you're into that depth of, of a game that feels shallow on the outside. But if you can go into it knowing that there, it's not just random bits and, and pieces. There are street signs and road signs and things right. that tell you what's going on where was as soon as you free? D- decide. No. I didn't get it. Was it was $12, yeah. I believe. That's a little much for 12 bucks. Well, there is a lot. See, I was kind of bummed because like it wasn't my thing. But if there really is that much there's, hour of gameplay. Yeah, there's some thick in there. So I don't think true. it's bad. I mean, 12 hours of gameplay for, for 12, $12 bucks. bucks is pretty good. I, I'd say if, you, if you're into the puzzling side and, and it's kind of like almost in a weird way, the old school mist where like you would just have to figure out the way things were supposed to go. Yeah. In, a, in a way, there's that puzzle level. And if you're into that and you like to decipher things and kind of be your own... Well, I mean, obviously, too, the game was heavily influenced by old school gaming, right? So Mm -hmm. it makes sense that you'd compare it to Myst or to to some older puzzlers. So the old Zelda where you had to, well, a couple of Zeldas, you'd have like this lost forest where you could, you had to go the right direction at the right time or else it just kept repeating. The whole game kind of feels like that. If you use the map, though, you'll know where you're going. Until the map makes sense, yeah, because right now it doesn't. It was weird. It like clicked for me. It was like, oh, Yes, now you know. Now I know where to look for. Well, this I was stuff. like, are the squares doors? Are the squares blocks? Are the squares things? I don't know. I just I, I don't every know. every line is a door outside of the main like hexagon or whatever that shape is, and so yeah. every line out is a is a door that you can find, and then there are secret doors that um, will warp you or take you different places. But yeah, I'd I'd say yes if you're looking for that first run of a game and you're and you think you can do the first three hours of like finding bits and that's all you're going for. Three dollar game, four dollar game, but when I found that other stuff, I was like, you know what, I'm I'm on board. Very cool. cool. So that was our indie game of the week. So would you get it, Rachel? Um, would you recommend it? for my personal taste, probably not. I'm more of a, I think I'm more of a linear gamer. You you can't shoot anything. Um, I can't shoot anything, but it was fun. It was like it was really fun, but I don't I don't. It's gonna take me a while to beat, so I don't know if the motivation was there. 
Do you have any thoughts on uh, our next Indie Game of the Week? Nope. I'm going to research it and think about it today. Very cool. So I'll answer by tonight. We'll throw a Twitter up on uh, on the Twitters later tonight, and we'll get it we'll get it figured out. Very cool. Moving on to topics. Uh, so we've got two topics here that have been kicked to the curb for over and over again. Yes. I don't know that we have time for both, but uh, we're going to get one of them. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to jump into remakes. Uh, I've had a couple people... Um, over the last couple of weeks, ask me about, you know, how do you feel like as they found out that I that I'm part of this podcast and the LBK kind of world. LBK, um, our fans. Uh, they've asked, you know, demand. how do you feel about the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One getting remakes of older generation games? Um, I mean, so far we've had Tomb Raider come out. Mm-hmm. They did a definitive edition, which. Was more, I think, than a, than your typical just reskin and release. It they went in and kind of really kind of from the ground up uh, redid everything. Um, the mechanics of the game were changed um, and amplified. Uh, the graphics were edited, like not just reskinned, but actually rebuilt. Um, so Tomb Raider is is probably the best example of this. But I mean, they did it to Call of Duty Ghosts. They did it to Battlefield Four. Uh, they've now announced The Last of Us right, and right. GTA Five, and uh, yeah. as of last week, they are there are rumors that Mass Effect, uh, right. the Mass Effect trilogy, will be coming as a re-release as well. So, what are your thoughts? So, so I guess for me, the thoughts are re-release versus remake, right? I mean, right. it kind of feels like the Tomb Raider they went and added more into it. The Last of Us will add a little bit more. Um, for me, I, I think it's. <clears throat> It's good to be able to take those games with you, and and especially for me, the, the the tech geek guy, I love to see stuff at as high of frame rate and as high of of 1080p that I can see it in. So, um, had I a system on the PS4, that's I would be all for that, and I would probably be repurchasing those items because I like I like to see the uh, I like to keep playing them at the higher res. So for me, even a remake is, is worth some money, but certainly when they add in the, the bells and whistles to, to make it, you know, play better on the new system, I'm, I'm all for it. Cool. Um, I think that it's too soon for some of them. Like, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto V came out in December. So I feel like that being re-released and remade is like, I haven't, I you know, it took me like <laughs> five months to beat the first one. So... I don't know. I think it's too soon. I think The Last of Us is also too soon just because, like, people, lots of people haven't even upgraded their consoles yet. <laughs> <coughs> Me. Right, yeah. So, Me. I, I know, right? So, I mean, I, I like the old remakes. I like how the Wii U is doing, like, their games that were made 10, 15 years ago. And I think maybe that should be a bigger focus instead of revamping Tomb Raider that was out just one year ago. Maybe we should do, like, Jack and Daxter or... Crash Bandicoot. I don't know. I want to see older stuff. I don't want to see stuff that was out. Do you think that they're making it like uh, like a remake is almost a, a carrot to come to the next gen? Like I upgrade think, your I console so. and you'll get what you really love already, but it'll be here waiting for you. So so, so I I fall in. I kind of agree with both of you. Um, <gasps> How dare in that, you? In that we should be bringing older games. That, that that we should be remaking the older games and bringing old classics back, Spyro, Crash, um, you know, Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm, like, holy mm-hmm. cow, man. Remake Final Fantasy VII on a modern <laughs> engine? Somebody's, that somebody's game doing would, it. That, that would be amazing. How many people... I would have, buy the PS4 for that. I would love to be able to do that. Boom. Um, but at the same time, I think, especially if, it, if it's an exclusive title, 
to the PS3, I totally understand bringing it to the PS4. You have a ton of people that didn't own a PS3 that have switched from an Xbox 360 to right. a PS4 right. that never got a chance to play Last of Us. They should have a chance to play The Last of Us. That game give the people needs, what they want. That game right. needs to be played. Um, it's a game that deserves to be played. That's um, on my summer list. And so on my PS4, for, for dot 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 for them yeah. to put that out while it's early. Um, I mean, it's, I think it's something, especially with new consoles. I mean, you struggle to just get out enough right. good content right. quickly enough. And this so is if something they can throw out The Last of Us, something that's proven to be. An award winner, like, and it's and it's somewhat in a box already, like it's in a can. And the revamp is going to be far less development than a new IP, right? Right, mm-hmm. or a new game. So it makes sense marketing wise for sure. Yeah. So, and I mean, even on the the Nintendo side, like what Nintendo's doing right now isn't working for them. Mm-hmm. So while there are a few of us that would like to see these old games, I think the majority of people are like, I just want to see a brand new reskin game that I've already, I fell in love with last year. And a lot of people, like a lot of the gamers today are younger and never played Spyro, never played Crash. They don't, they don't understand the draw of, of a game like that, like of Resident Evil and Silent Hill, like the originals and how freaking scary they were. Right. Um, just funny because so I, I still I see Silent Hill a blend of both. people at cosplay stuff. Yeah, I think you have to have a blend of both. I think you need, um, and I think that they're starting to do that with PlayStation Now, um, the rental system. It's true. They're going to have a number of PS1 games, PS1 titles that they're right. that they're bringing out for rent uh, that will be emulated through their system, which is, I think is really cool. Um, but. On the third-party games, I, I tend to fall more into your boat on like the current-gen mm-hmm. games or old last-gen games being brought to current-gen. I just feel like it's too soon. If it's I... a third-party, I, I would agree with you. If it's a, if it is a, a game that was an exclusive to the PlayStation ecosystem, to me it makes sense for Sony to bring it forward. It's kind of cool they go cross-platform, though, because like you said the Mass Effect trilogy would be coming out. And that would be, is, is it for the PlayStation 4? It'll be for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. See, that's, and uh, I will buy the crap out of that. That's cool because someone just loaned me the Mass Effect trilogy, but they're all for 360, so I'm going to have to boot that bad boy bad up, mm. back up to... Dude, I have no, one I have one on two. I have it on the one and two. Buy the trilogy. It's relatively cheap. I got it for $13 for both of them. Ooh. I mean, they're relatively just, cheap. And if you guys used. can get to three, I'll play... You guys, my gamer score. I will play... Kidding. Mass Effect 3 online with you guys and show you why it's probably the the most fun online game you could ever play. It's awesome. Summertime. I can do it. Hopefully. For realsies. It's awesome. I just need to do the 40 other games on my queue first. Yeah, that's what (laughs) We'll get to it. Yeah. So anything else? Any other thoughts? Anything you would want to see? I mean, what would you want to see brought up then? I think like you were talking about old games. Final Fantasy VII would be an amazing (laughs) one. You know my favorite uh, Lunar Star, like the Silver Star from the PS One Sega days, and I I found it on iOS, and I'm I'm satisfied with that because that one doesn't need a graphics update. There's, I mean, it would just change the whole gameplay. I love I love looking down on the world map in the 2D world. Um, things I would love, what would I absolutely love? Hmm. See, for me, I would say first of all, because it's still a rumor. Mass Effect. Oh my gosh. You're excited to see I that. would love, I would love, especially if they could take like uh, Mass Effect 1 and throw it on a modern engine and just kind of revamp the controls and fix up the controls. Because right, right. 
Um, playing it now, it does feel kind of clunky mm-hmm. on a PS1 um, or a PS. Wow. On a PS3, it feels kind of clunky playing Mass Effect One. Well, um, don't tell me that. It's an older game. I mean, it's an older game. I, when Still I did, good. I got into Mass Effect Two and I used that download that DLC from. That's did, what like, I would recommend. Like that makes sense because you still get to make the choices in a storyline. What was it? It was like a comic book. It's an interactive Dark Horse, comic right? book for the PS3. That but it takes sets you all the points. Well, see, that's why. I and then you start want... into two, and, and you still have a story, right? Because so, two's gameplay is much better. Yeah. Well, here there, I I would play Mass Effect One on an Xbox 360 just because it runs better than the PS3. But don't they all? They go yeah. together. They go together. Like, so yeah, I want to play them. them all on the same console. Which so. so so go to the PS3, pick up that Dark Horse DLC, because that then you you get the story of one, and then you can slide right into two, and the gameplay is easy and clean, and, and then you move to the but, but I need to play one. No, you don't need to play one. You I read do. the damn book. No, I need to play you just, one. You get to make the same choices, and you get the storyline, and you move it'll, forward. It'll feel as clunky on the Xbox 360 as it does on the PS3. Then I'm gonna play one. All right. When you get done playing one on the Xbox, go over and do the comic book on the PS3. Make the same choices and then That's move a forward. Good point. Do it. That way we could all play Mass Effect 3's multiplayer together. At least sometime um, by August or September. Breaking or news: Drew and I aren't even PS friends. Oh, what? Oh, I don't weird. have many friends. In fact, I have I have three, three people. I have three. I have three people: my brother, you, Mister Hawks, and Cinna Drummer, who is. Um, the guy that does the uh, helicopter cine chopper. Oh, really? He's, cine dr- he's an amazing drummer, too. So cine drummer is, is the other guy. And it's funny because I see him posting all over Facebook that he's, like, out in the rainforest. He's in Germany. I mean, he shoots all over the place with, uh-huh. his, with his helicopter camera. He's the one that does all the Devon Super Tramp aerials and stuff. Totally, totally a buddy of mine. Shout out, Chris. What up? But I watch him play <laughs> games, and I'm like, is somebody playing on his account? Because I'm pretty sure he's not in the in the nation right now. Which, Prince, so this is yeah, it's, it's very possible that's in his backpack. Anyway, uh, but but I'm not a, I'm not a chatter. Like I don't even send messages. I sometimes I log in and no, Jeff will have sent me like three messages, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I didn't I didn't see those. Oh. So we should we should still it's, it's mostly it's mostly like if you're playing Uncharted, I'm like, yay, Drew's okay, playing Uncharted. Or we can, I think Mass Effect Two. I was like, me. finally he's playing Mass Effect Two, and then the next day you're like, yeah, I fell asleep. Yeah, yeah I didn't even play. I was just there. So find me night twenty K N I T E two zero, but yeah, remake it. So I don't know, Rachel. Then you top pick. What's up? Oh, uh, DDR. What? No, I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like I said, you I can't wanna... shoot anybody with DDR. <laughs> no, but you can dance your freaking your little your tushy off. Oh man, I went to an arcade and I kicked butt at this arcade, and I was like, That's what hilarious. up? Just kidding. You're so old. <laughs> Come on, guys. I'm so. Culturally relevant. That's awesome. No, I want to. Awesome. I want to be Spyro. I want to be Spyro. I, love I already kind of mentioned great. Spyro, Crash Bandicoot. I want to like. I want to do the. I didn't have a PlayStation One. I just kind of would make friends and then I go over and never talk to them. I was always embarrassed that I liked Spyro as much as I did. It's like, he's, I, he's it was adorable. a game I never told anyone I was playing. <laughs> I was like, I could see that. I'm like cruising around eating diamonds and crap and flying, and I was like just but. in love with the game and the world. But and nobody then could would come know. Over like, I've been playing. Metal Gear Solid, check it out, dude. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> How do you think I feel when all I have is Animal Crossing in my game? But Rachel, what have you been playing? Uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> for like oh, five forever. hours yesterday. I actually, so I listened, yesterday I listened to an episode of a podcast that Rachel and I used to host. Uh, <laughs> From way back? It was never ever published. Uh, we did like 30 trial run wow. episodes. Yeah, and they, they never, we were they just never too, We were just too lazy to post anything up. Uh, so we were work. just doing it. And, uh, Back episode one. Yep. Rachel, what are you doing? 
Um, I just picked up Animal Crossing. Yep. <laughs> that was the beginning. What? It's just, it's my life. I, 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 I. But yeah, so um, I want to see the oldies that I didn't really get to own for myself and play. Very cool. So Very cool. that's what I'm saying. Oh, I would love to see like a Turtles in Time revamp. Ooh. And actually, really? Really? They might have one. Hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it, hmm. they might have one on the PS3 that was redone. They're, I don't like, think reskinned, it's, but it wasn't. Here's what I'd like to, to, to see. I'd like to see somebody make a compilation of all the games that are mentioned in Ready Player One as like a bundle. That'd be cool, the Ready like, Player One bundle. Like all the all the old Atari and Commodore and all those old games that they mentioned and throw them into a bundle, sell them, and, and put them somewhere that you could go through and play them all along see, and, with. And here's here's the thing That's too. is totally like non-PlayStation. The games like that, like uh, Space Invaders and different yeah. games like that. Um, I think that's what's so great about Resogun. It feels like yeah. game Resogun feels like a modern day revamped Space Invaders mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Galaga. You know, it yeah, totally feels, Galaga. Oh, just fe- like you Our have type? the same excitement and like I don't know speed and just it's fun. So anyway, this has been episode ten, the tenth episode of the Little Big Cast. <gasps> wow! I so can't congratulations, believe guys! Thank you for sticking up. with uh, with the show. Thank you, KT, for. Uh, Letting us uh, yeah, thanks, be on, KT. Be on the, the, the network on the, on the internet. Um, and uh, thank you more. Most of all, thank you, listener, uh, for listening, for sticking with singular. us. Thank you, listener. There's one. There's one out there. Is there a song called "Thank You, Listener"? No, I think it's funny that you just said it singular. Not listeners, Thank but just you, listeners. trying to make it personal. Oh, oh, it was personal. I thought it was more Do you like think there are like little big cast parties where people just sit around. Yes, and there listen are. To us? Yes, there are. I'm saying I'm speaking to. Oh, you, it was listener. a specific. Okay, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, seriously, if you if you listen to the show, um, if you've tweeted at us, if you followed us on Twitter, Facebook that we don't have, uh, or just uh, whatever, listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes. Um, thank you, really, for for participating. Join us in the conversation at Little Big Cast on Twitter. And you can also email us. We are littlebigcast at ktdata.net. So please uh, email us any questions, any topics you'd like us to cover. We'd love to get into that for you. And uh, this has been episode 10. Ciao, ciao. How do we feel about that, guys? Good. I'm pretty proud. good about that. Yep, proud. I do. I All can't right. believe I spent so much time with you, too. We're internet famous. I, I know. know. I'm, we're so happy. <laughs> anyway, stay tuned. Uh, news will be coming out later this week about uh, probably an Outlast DLC live stream. Also, the Indie Game of the Week. Also, our Indie Game of the Week will be posted later this evening. Ciao, people. Ciao. Ciao, people. Oh man, we didn't mention, we didn't mention, we didn't hear Jeff's fan. I know, I was going to say that when it was like, you've got a new computer. In a world where fans are loud, come. I can't believe we've got a new computer. Little big Hey, you dropped two grand on a new computer, I dropped two grand on a dog, what did you spend money on? Uh, Court fees. (laughs) (laughs) Court fees and a substance abuse workbook. Oh my god. Also, I have a DMV hearing on Thursday. Yay, traffic school. So awesome. That's sucky. That is sucky. I got nothing. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's sucky. I win. Hurrah.
Yeah, Rachel Game wins the second appointments of the week award. Yay! Uh, so what do we want to say? Oh, um. Yeah, what are we talking about? <clears throat> this was kind of a mellow episode. I feel like we're all a little tired. Mm-hmm. That's okay. What do I say? We um, killing Gomez is fun. Killing mm-hmm. Gomez is fun. Drew loves murdering eight pixel people. Yeah, yeah. I got no problem with that. Drew learns a new hieroglyphic like language. Yeah, I I dug it. Drew sure Drew did. is the I'm only sure one too. out of the three to learn how to count in eight bit. Look at this. Here's the alphabet. So I, I saw it on a couple of things, and I just went, "What in the world could that possibly be?" Mm. But if you look at it, it's it's all there. Crazy. It's all there. It's real. <laughs> it's real. It's real. If you go in one room, you see this like written on a chalkboard, and, and it just looks like gibberish. It's like an empty this room. Looks like Tetris, yeah. But it's not. You do the up, down, left, right, and the the button order the way that's written, and a cube appears. That's so funny. It's, it's almost like the Contra. Uh, so what did Rachel and I do then? Because Drew what I learned a glyph language. I did learn glyph language. Um, Rachel's internal body died on the hike. Yeah, she did. Um, Her internal. Oh, body. Rachel's frapped out. Rachel's fucking yeah. frapped out. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> fucking what? <laughs> frapped out. Um. I just wrote frapped. And <laughs> Rachel Jeff, gets fraped out. Jeff has Ra- a fart to Rachel's fart. Rachel's fracking. We missed that out. though. I don't think we take the fart to <laughs> fart. Jeff has a fart to fart with his daughter as they journey on to the fart to fart. <laughs> we missed that. We didn't talk about that. We should have. It would have made for a good combo. Funnier. Um, Cause you play you Child of Light. Child of Light. Oh, you got a two to twenty KD. <clears throat> oh, Jeff gets his freaking ass kicked. <laughs> um. Playing with his new Jeff, shiny gun. Jeff hates Ron Burgundy. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Ron Burgundy is still a god. It's okay. Always. It's a bad movie. Dobie, though. Okay. So, <laughs> so <clears throat> Rachel's fracking frapped out. Drew learns a glyph language, and Jeff hates Ron Burgundy. All, All the more. Today. Does that sound right? Yeah, it's good. Sound good? Still rolling. Oh, hey there, everybody. Welcome to the 10th episode of The Little Big Cast.